Welcome and thank you for downloading the Trinity Now podcast, recorded live from Trinity Church of Weston Chapel. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. Now, let's join Pastor Dave. Open your Bibles, please, to John chapter 18. John chapter 18, starting in verse 15. John chapter 18, starting in verse in verse 15. If you would follow along with me, please. And Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another disciple. And now that disciple was known to the high priest and went with Jesus into the courtyard of the high priest. But Peter stood at the door outside. Then the other disciple, who was known to the high priest, went out and spoke to her, who kept the door and brought Peter in. And then the servant girl, who kept the door, said to Peter, You are not also one of this man's disciples, are you? And he said, I am not. And now the servant, servants and the officers who made, uh, made, who had made a fire of coals stood there, and for it was cold, and they warmed themselves, and Peter stood with them and warmed himself. And the high priest then asked Jesus about his disciples and his doctrine. And Jesus answered him and spoke, I openly to the world I always I spoke openly to the world I always taught in synagogues and in the temple where the Jews always meet and in secret I have said nothing why do you ask me ask those who have heard me what I said to them indeed they know what I said and when he had said these things one of the officers who stood by struck Jesus with the palm of his hand saying do you answer the high priest like that And Jesus answered him, If I have spoken evil, bear witness of the evil. But if well, why do you strike me? And then Annas said to him, Bound bound to Caiaphas, sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. And now Simon Peter stood and warmed himself. Therefore, they said to him, You are also one of his disciples, aren't you? And he denied it and said, I am not. And one of the servants of the high priest, a relative of him, whose ear Peter had cut off, said, Did I not see you in the garden with him? And Peter then denied again, and immediately the rooster crowed. Would you bow your heads with me, please? Father, what a, this time of year, is it, it is... It is difficult. There's no doubt. As we, as we think and we talk about the things that, that Jesus went through on his way to the cross, Father, it strikes us. And it helps us to realize what Jesus has done for each and every one of us. And Lord, I thank you for that. I thank you that, that this does open our hearts. It opens our minds to who Jesus Christ is in each of our lives. And that it's not what he's 
what he was, went through. Sometimes it's not always about the crucifixion, yet he died for the forgiveness of our sins. It's that three days later he rose. And Lord, we rejoice in that. But today, Father, open our hearts and open our minds and lead us in the direction that you would have us go. May you be praised in all that is said and done. And we pray this in Jesus' most precious name. Amen. You may be seated. Please leave your, leave your Bibles open. You know, there's um, one of the things that we do talk about um, at some point during the, the Easter season um, is, is Peter's fall. Um, and it, it's, it's difficult to to realize, um, you know, what, what happened and, and all that, that Peter went through, um, the, the difficulty of, of, of the path that Peter had, had to take um, at, at that particular time. And, you know, honestly, if it was, if, if this had happened today, um, if, if the press ever got hold of something like this, um, it, it would hit every, every newspaper in the land that, that someone who was a, a disciple of Jesus Christ, someone uh, uh, with the notoriety that, that P- Peter had within that group, um, uh, if they knew that he fell, wow, what that would do, what that would, how that would read in the papers today. It, it's, it would be quite a, a momentous uh, or a monumental um, headline to see somebody fall, especially someone like Peter. You know, um, there are a lot of things in, in Scripture, in the four Gospels, um, each one is is different. Each one is written to to a, a different group. But but many of the things that are recorded in in Matthew, Mark, and Luke um, are not recorded in the Gospel of of John. And and there are things that are recorded in John that are not listed in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. But that's you know when it comes down to Peter's denial, when we start talking about that, Peter's denial hit all four Gospels. Um, it's because it it was so big, it was so big, and but in in John's in John's writing about Peter's fall, uh, John stayed to the facts. John didn't get into into how Peter felt or how someone else felt, or he didn't he didn't allow himself to be caught up into what Peter had done. Not like Matthew, Mark, and Luke, but John. I don't know if you uh, remember the old, the old show uh, Dragnet, with uh, yeah, just the facts, ma'am. That's all I want. Just the facts. Old Joe Friday would come through asking questions. Just the facts, ma'am. But that's what John did. Just the facts. And, and he wanted to tell us of all that was happening. You know, in in Matthew, Mar- in Matthew and Mark um, say that. On Peter's third denial of Jesus, he was so agitated that they kept asking him this, that he cussed. He cussed and said, I did not, I don't know him. I've never known him. Luke's, Luke's account of it um, says that, that after the rooster crowed, that, that Peter looked and Jesus was looking at him. 
and, and their, eyes, their eyes met. Um, in Matthew, Mark, and Luke, uh, he went, we went out afterwards and cried, cried bitterly um, over, over his denial of, of the Lord. Listen, um, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow. It, it's a terrible thing to, to realize that, that he had failed his Lord. He had failed him. The opportunity was there for him to rise. And he didn't rise. And, and Peter, Peter had failed. You see, I think maybe that, that this is one of the reasons that, that the, this particular event is in all four Gospels. Because I'll tell you something. Me, I'll point here first. I've failed him. I've failed him. You know, I, I don't know how you feel when you, when you look up and you see your pastor saying, I know that there have been times, there have been times when I have failed Jesus. That's tough. That's hard to do. It's not hard to fail him. It's hard to admit. It's hard to think about what, what Christ went through and all that he has done for me and then to look back and to say, I can, I can pick out times in my life when I know that I've failed him. And, and, you know, but the thing is, is I know I'm not standing here alone. I'm not. And we've all had opportunities to have stood for Jesus. And, and yet, today, we, we have a tough time doing that. You know, in, in Peter's case... There, it was a pride issue. Pride enters the picture on this one. You know, you, you gotta, you know as, you, as you go through the, the Gospels, you know, Peter, oh golly, there was a lovable side to Peter. Uh, you know, you know what, he's, what he was like. Um, it's not just that he does, denied Jesus, but the pride part of this that hurt Peter was that Jesus told him that he was going to deny him. You know, it, it, it wasn't just all of a sudden he realized it. I, I, the, the chance came, and, and Peter said that, that you know, I, he would stand with the Lord, and, and he never realized it was going to happen, but Jesus told him. He told him. He said, Peter, before the rooster crows, you're going to deny me three times. You're going to do that. See, I have a little bit of a, of a, of a rebel side in me, and I don't know if, if you know, I don't know if you do too, but, but when someone tells me not to do something, darn it, isn't it the one thing that you want to do? When someone says don't tape your quarters into that folder, I'd get the duct tape, sorry. <laughs> I would, I would. <laughs> I know, I know. But, but you know, it's, it's, Someone tells you that you're going to do something. No, it ain't going to do that. Or someone tells you that you're not going to do something. I'm going to do that. It's the way I am. It's the way Peter was. You know, Peter, you're going to deny me. Flip over in your Bibles to Matthew 26. Matthew 26, starting in verse 31. And then Jesus said to them, All of you will be made to stumble because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I have been raised, I will go before you into Galilee. 
Peter answered and said to him, Even if all are made to stumble because of you, I will never, never be made to stumble. Jesus said to him, Assuredly, I say to you that this night, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Told him that. He told him that. And yet Peter said, Hey, when crunch time comes... Everybody else will deny you. I'll never deny you. I never will. You see, Peter had a problem here facing his weakness. Peter had a weakness. And and maybe it wasn't something that, that he could admit. In fact, I will guarantee you that Peter couldn't admit that weakness, but he had one. And, and, you know, guys, I, I think that is one of the things why, why Peter, even though he, he might be somebody that might agitate you sometimes, and, and, and Peter was the kind of guy that usually stuck his foot in his mouth before he spoke, you know, and, and in fact, the only time that, that, you know, he pulled one foot out was to put the other foot in before he said something. He said it wrong all the time. Um, but, but, you know, something... Man, as I look out across, across this congregation, I go, man, there's a lot of Peter sitting out here. You know, and, and, and I'm a Peter. I've said things that, 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 you know, the mouth went into motion before the brain goes into gear and, 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 away, and away you go. But that's the human element. Darn it all. Peter was such a human. He was so human. He was so human. He was like all of us. You know, and, and when you see that in him, you, you realize that, that Peter, he was human. He made mistakes. He, he did all these things. And, and it, maybe it brings him closer to us. Maybe it helps us realize and, and look at us and see the faults that we have in, in our own lives. My goodness. You know, I'm not a, a, an, an analyst or anything here, but I'll, I'll tell you, I think that Peter had one of those A personalities you know, he was a boss. Everything that Peter said was right. Um, um, that's, that's, he, was, he was sure of himself. You know, that was one of the things. Peter, you, could, you, you read about him in the Gospels, and you know he's, he's, he has this, this nature about him. He is sure of, of himself and who he is. He knows it. And, and he's boisterous, and he's like a bull in a china shop, and, and, and all of those things. Peter was the type that usually you know, put, his, put his foot in his mouth or opened his mouth before he, he put his brain in gear. But you know something? What is somebody like that? Usually when someone is assured of themselves, assured of their abilities and all that, you know what they usually are? They're a leader. They have the ability to lead. They have that. And people will follow and as you go back through the Gospels, you'll see Peter was the spokesman for, for the, the disciples. Well, what Peter says, go. You know, and actually in, in the Scripture there, as, as Peter said, oh, never, never will I, will I deny you. And the rest of them all stood behind him and said, yeah, 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 what Peter said, because we'll never deny him. You know, but that was Peter's leadership ability, and it was a natural thing that, that he had. Um, he was a leader. He was a take charge, take charge kind of guy. You know something? I don't think failure was part, I don't think that was in, that wasn't in Peter's vocabulary, failure. 
The, the, only, the only time that may be entered into his vocabulary is when he was speaking about somebody else. Someone else's failure. And then Peter could see that. See, I, I, don't, think, uh, I don't think any of us like the idea of failure in our lives. I don't think we like that. That's, that's not a part. Fail, but failure is a part of our lives. It's one that we don't like to admit. It's one that we kind of keep hidden. There's business, businesses that we've run and, and gone into the ground. I, I guess, you know, there's... Um, uh, how many, how many light bulbs did, did uh, Thomas Edison um, actually make before he got one that worked? And he said, those weren't the, the hundreds of failures that, that I've had. Those are just a hundred, hundreds of ways not to, not to build a light bulb. You know, that's how you look at it. It's, it's all the failures that he had until, finally, that one happened where the light bulb actually worked. And, and you see, failure is a part of life. It is. But you see, going back to Peter, when that, when that rooster crowed, when that rooster crowed, Peter realized he had failed. The failure was there. The rooster crowed. And all of a sudden, Peter was looking at his own humanism. Peter was looking at his own, his own failure. Guys, when we, when we look at this, maybe now you understand, you figure out why Peter, Peter's failure, Peter's fall, is in all four of the Gospels. It's because right in front of you, as, as you read about him, Peter is just, he's just as human as you and I are. He's just like us. He makes the mistakes just like this, just like we can. Three and a half years, Peter walked with Jesus. Jesus. He, he sat at his feet. He listened. He, he, he did defend him. In the group, he defended them. He, he learned from, from the Master. And still, when it came right down to it, Peter denied Jesus. And he felt the guilt. And, and folks, I'll tell you, this is something that, that you have to put yourself in his position and you have to realize the pain that, that Peter felt. You see, there's so many who have, have turned their back on Jesus. I'll bet you at any, any time during your life that there was an opportunity for you to stand up for Jesus and you backed away. You backed away. And, and later on, you, you know, you felt that pang. You felt that hurt in, in what had happened. Maybe, maybe later on you thought, you know, that would have been the most ideal time for me to share a testimony about what Jesus had done in my life. But I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I was afraid. I was afraid what somebody might say. I was afraid how it might be perceived. I'm, I'm afraid of, of, of not being politically correct that I might offend somebody. Guys, we've all been there. We have all been there. We've all had the opportunities to stand up for, for our Lord and Savior who, who, when it came right down to it, is the one who went to the cross for me 
And he went to the cross for you. And he didn't stop. And he went through with it. And he never stood there and said, I don't think I can do this. They're not worth it. He never did that. He never did it. Which makes it all the more hurtful, all the more painful when we've had the opportunity to stand for the Lord and we didn't do it. Because we saw what, what he did, what he did for, for each of us. You see, the guilt that Peter felt, it was a guilt that says Jesus would, would never accept us now. And there's times in our lives when, when we fail Jesus and we think, <sighs> we think that, that he'll, never, he'll never accept us. He'll never take us back. We've walked away from him. He'll push us away. He'll push us away forever. And yet he's never done that. He's never done that. He's never said, you walked away from me. I walk away from you. He's never, never done that. But yet the guilt that we feel when we deny him is one that can keep us away from him. Guys, I don't doubt for a moment that when Peter denied Jesus Christ, that there was a time when he felt, I can't go back. You know, as, as you listen and, and as you have read the story of, of all that Jesus went through, going through the, the sham of a trial and, and being condemned to death, going to Caiaphas after that, and, and just being condemned to death, and, and it was, it was uh, a John that, that, that was standing at the foot of the cross. You never hear about Peter. You never hear about him again until, until the resurrection. Then Peter is back with his, with his guys. And, and they're sitting in a room together when, when, when Mary comes, comes running into the room and says, He's alive! He's alive! What a reprieve for Peter. You know, can you imagine the days, the three days that Peter went through? I've denied my Lord. He's been crucified. And three days later, for three days, pardon the term, three days, Peter went through hell because what he had done in his denial of the Lord Three days later, Mary comes busting in and said, he's alive. He's alive. Amen. Amen. It's, it's awesome. But you see, guys, the guilt that we feel is something that can take us away from the Lord. The guilt that we feel in our denial sometimes is something that just drags us away from him and, and we can't seem to make ourselves go back. Guys, what happened to Peter after all of this? Peter lived with that guilt. He lived with that weakness. But he was going to face Jesus again. He was going to face him again. He was going to come face to face with Jesus. Guys, it doesn't matter what you've gone through in your life. You will come face to face with Jesus again. You will. And you know something? He'll forgive you. And he won't only just forgive you, he'll restore you. 
You see, Peter had to get to that point, and, and unfortunately, it's something that we look at in, in this, in this uh, story about the guilt that Peter had felt and, and the pain that Peter had felt, and he knew that he could never be forgiven again, but yet he was. But you see something? It wasn't just the forgiveness. Peter had to be restored. Peter had to come to the point of realizing, Peter, you're broke. Peter, you're broken. You, you, you've gone to pieces. And, and that isn't something that we can put together again by ourselves. But yet, as he sat before Jesus on that shore having fish for breakfast, Jesus sat before him and, and forgave Peter and restored Peter. It's just like what we can go through today. It doesn't matter what you've done in your life. The first thing that you have to admit when, when you know that you have disappointed your Lord or you know that you've never come before him before, you need to realize that forgiveness is always there. But it isn't always just forgiveness that we need. We need to be restored. And Jesus can do that. And he can do that in each of our lives. Because sin hurts. Sin takes us away from him. Sin can break us. But he's the glue that brings us back together. He restores us to a point of, of knowing that I'm right. He put me back together better than I ever was before. And guys, it's a testimony of my own in, in realizing who I was as a man and, and the broken that I was as a man, that I was able to come before him and, and that he restored me. He didn't just forgive me. Guys, in, in our humanness, we can, we can forgive each other. We can do that type of thing. And, and we can say, I'm sorry, I, I know that you feel bad and I forgive you for all the things that you've done to me. And in the back of your mind, it's tough. You, you forgive, and, and, but it's tough to forget. But God isn't like that. He forgives you for what you've done. He separates you from your sin as far as the east is from the west. He does that. But then he takes the guilt that you have from the sin that you've committed and he restores you. And he brings you back better than you've ever been before. Guys, that is the God that we serve. And that's what he did with Peter. And that's what he will do for you. This hasn't changed. He's a God that forgives. But he's a God that restores. Nice. This is the God we serve. This is the God that we're here to worship today and how precious he really is. Don't let a moment go by where you don't come before him and you don't bare your soul to him and, and pray to him and say, Lord, please, restore me. Restore me. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, I thank you. Lord, this isn't, just, this isn't just about forgiveness. Lord, this is about restoration. This is about, this is about what you do in, in, in each of our lives. That you take the broken mess that we can become. And you forgive who we have been. And you build a new creation. 
And, and that new creation is a restoration of who we are. And you come into our lives and you do this. And Lord, I, I pray that if, if there is anyone in this, in this house today that, that is hurting, that, that, has, that is guilt-ridden, someone who is saying that, that they're, you, you don't know the things that I've done in my life, and, and Lord, I know what you would say, and you would say, I don't care what you've done in your life. You come to me. Not only will I forgive, but I'll put you back together right. I'll restore you. And Lord, it, it allows us to live in this life as we've never been able to do before. To honestly know that you're with us. Why? Because you rebuilt us. You, 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 you put us back together. Lord, I, I pray that you would just work in our hearts, work in every heart that is here today to know that it is never a lost, we're never a lost cause. Lord, show us our brokenness. Show us that brokenness. And then restore. And in all of this, Lord, we give you the praise. We give you the glory. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Trinity Now podcast. For more information about Trinity Church, please visit us online at trinitychurchnow.com. We hope today's sermon has touched your heart, and we hope you will join us next week for another message from God's Word.